Hello, we are Becky and Gabby, your Micropolitan Matchmakers, coming at you every Thursday to help you find big love in your small town. Each week, we'll cover everything from dating advice, dating love stories, and horror stories, interviews with other dating experts, and much more, all from the lens of dating in a small to medium-sized Micropolitan region. Hello, friends. Hello. I can't believe it's already Thursday again. It feels like we like just recorded. I know. How is this happening? I'm glad though. I, if if we could, we'd record every single day. Probably, you know, so. it's true. It's how we get to connect on things. And I think too, time is just flying. Like the world is open again. At least it feels that way. And there's a lot of stuff going on. And I just feel like I'm out and about and seeing people. And so it that makes time go by really fast compared to the isolation of the last couple of years. Totally. And we have so much to look forward to. So we much. have an event coming up on May 21st at Wolf Hollow Brewing Company. Um, that was our first event last spring and over 70 people attended, which was amazing. We had no idea if anybody even knew who we were or what we were trying to do. Um, but it is in Schenectady. It's a little bit outside of downtown Schenectady, but we will be posting the information and not only will it be a beautiful day, I'm sure, um, there will be awesome beer and long games and things of that nature but we will also be doing our first ever matchmaking programming yeah so we're not gonna give all the details away just yet but there definitely is gonna be some curated uh getting to know people going on in a very fun and engaging and safe way and stress-free way and i think you know, over the last year, for those of us, um, those of you who are local and may have come to some of Gabby and my events, um, we purposefully kept it really kind of lax and laid back. We wanted people to feel comfortable. We wanted people to make friends or romantic connections. Um, but the thing that we keep getting asked about is matchmaking. And so, you know, the event-based matchmaking, it won't be like speed dating. We don't want to go that intense, but it is fun it'll be more structured um, but we'll have some time for fun and just plain beer drinking while we're at wolf hollow as well so i I think that's enough to pique some interest right gab yes it is free you don't need to sign up in advance it is free um so just mark your calendars invite your single friends invite your friends who are in relationships they can be wing people for you yes Uh, it's gonna be really fun but because we could talk about that all day. Let's jump into this week's heart take. Yeah, it's your turn, Gab. It's my turn. You know, I get like stuff. I overthink these heart takes a lot. I like, I'm trying to be so wise and like, but I'm like, you know what? Like, let's just talk about things that are, that are pertinent in your dating life right now. I love it. I feel like a lot of people could relate to. Um, I, over the last eight months or so have been in, multiple interracial relationships not relationships as in like very committed or serious but definitely dating people for longer periods of time and this has been my first experience being in interracial relationships and my sister's in an interracial relationship so I've I've seen different challenges come with that but I've never personally experienced that and of course I knew that there would be certain 
challenges associated with being in an interracial relationship, whether internally or externally. Um, and I definitely have experienced some of those challenges now. And I think really what my heart take is, well, two things. Don't shy away from being in an interracial relationship or maybe an interfaith relationship or um, a relationship with somebody from, you know, a different background than you, whatever that might be, um, because of challenges. Of course, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be challenges in any relationship. It looks different, but I do believe that I have grown so much personally within these relationships. And I've really started reading articles online, reading blogs, talking to friends of mine who are of different backgrounds, ethnicities, races, um, about their experiences and relationships, just so that I can be a more knowledgeable partner in these dating situations and be able to approach different conversations in a sensitive way, a more sensitive way, I suppose I would say. Um, but definitely reach out to me personally, if you have some questions about that, because I love talking about it. And I think I've learned a lot over the last eight months and some of those situations I've been in that were weird or awkward. Um, and like last week's episode, Amanda Pena, um, talked a little bit about that. We, we've talked a bit about her past interracial relationships where She's definitely experienced some challenges, especially, you know, when we were going through that stage um, where George Floyd was murdered yeah. and there were a lot of marches and, you know, she was in a relationship at that time with somebody outside of her race and just all of those conversations that came up, um, she had to approach them in a different way than she would have had she dated somebody else who was Hispanic. So it's just really interesting how people are brought together and how different people communicate. But yeah, that's my heart take. Read, listen, do all of it. I love it. And I think like listening is, is obviously so important. And again, I'm, I'm no expert. We are obviously um, for those watching or who don't know us, um, but Gabby and I are both white women. And so, um, you know, there's privilege that comes along with that. There's fragility that comes along with that, that you definitely need mm -hmm. to watch out for, especially if, you, um, you know, do or say something within the context of a relationship or a friendship or just your day-to-day -day life. We all do it. We all make mistakes and mm -hmm. that's okay. So listening when you have maybe hurt someone is really, really important. But, you know, I really like what you said about the research that you're doing. And I, I think that's particularly important. And I, I have not myself been in an interracial um, or interfaith relationship, actually. Um, however, I I did, um, as I was kind of going through my initial journey with diversity, equity, and inclusion and, and learning, I was in grad school and I was taking a program um, and in a job where we focused a lot on that. And I had a couple of friends who are women of color who um, I would often go to for questions. But I remember early on in our relationship, um, there, there were three women in particular, and I would often go, can I ask you a white girl question? Um, and I would always try to preface it with that because a, you don't want to make someone do the work for you that you could do yourself. Mm -hmm. And B, when I would ask, I would try to ask the framework of it, once I felt safe in that space to ask them and had built some trust there already, 
you know, how, how is their personal experience versus trying to make them speak on behalf of an entire race of people, just like how we shouldn't be asked yeah. to speak on, you know, on behalf of all women. Um, because I think that that's something that happens often in, in those spaces. Yeah. And so the fact that you're doing the work to be able to be better in the context of that relationship is huge. And that is something that I really carry with me. And, and I still talk to those friends very often, even though we've all kind of scattered to different places um, around the country. But um, I think I think that's huge. And if I have learned anything from um, my own work in that area, it's to listen more than you talk, try mm -hmm. to do the work yourself um, and always ask the question first before you go kind of like digging into someone's past to make sure they they're in a space to want to talk about things that are very often traumatic that they experience. Totally. I also think, so the person that I am consistently dating right now, um, he is a very open and kind of lets me just ask things and he's comfortable talking about things that might be weird between a, a white woman and a black man. Um, I what I say that to say that I think it's important if you are in an interracial or interfaith relationship to be with somebody who allows, who you're not walking on eggshells around. You can have open, honest conversations with, and you can both learn from one another. I think it's just so important to be with somebody who makes you feel comfortable to ask maybe what some would say would be a dumb question or something that you feel maybe you should know already. Um, but definitely try to find that person who makes you feel comfortable and, and you know, who can have those open and honest conversations with you without shutting down. And sure. you know what? That goes for anything. That goes for any relationship that goes because totally. we're all different from totally. everyone we date. And I think, um, well, wow, what a segue as I think about what we're about to talk about. Yes. Uh, our theme for this episode is lessons learned from breakups. Um, and, you know, sometimes breakups result from some of those differences or not feeling comfortable to to talk, mm -hmm. you know, to, and communicate through um, issues that come up. And so I think that's really interesting. Um, we didn't even plan that, Gabby. I, no, just, I know. There you go. <laughs> we're, we're just so good. Well, Becky, last episode, I believe you prefaced. Yes a bit a little bit about what is going on in your love life why don't you just jump right in and give the people a little bit of background of what's give the people on. what they want no give the people what they want <laughs> they want um so i think between last season and this season i've shared a little bit here and there without wanting to divulge um too much about the identity and you know protect the privacy of the person who i was seeing um that one of the big milestones we had hit uh, in the course of you know starting to record this this um, podcast and and start this project is that we were moving in together, and that happened around January, late December, early January of this year, and it's now the end of April and it feels like not a lot of time, which you know to be honest feels a little embarrassing as I say it out loud, but that live-in experiment did not go the way that I think either of us hoped. And, um, and he has since moved out. We just kind of crossed over the last week, him getting the remainder of his things and, and ending things a little bit more officially. And it sucks. Breakups suck. Mm -hmm. 
um, because you could really like and care about the person. And I think even in that context, there are times when you're, whether it's your gut, their actions, your mutual communication styles, your visions for the future, where there might be high level things that you both really, really want. Um, and one of those things that, you know, we had talked about from very early on in our relationship was that we both wanted a family. And in our late thirties, that's something that um, probably did precipitate the relationship moving a bit more quickly than relationships in the past. Though I will say this was the first time that I really slowed down in the beginning. So we kind of had this like slow start, but then once we became official, a lot of things started to move more quickly from there. We were actually looking at houses around the six to eight month mark. Um, and so that is very, very fast. But ultimately, we just really didn't want to live in the same kind of style. And I'm not attacking anyone's values. I'm not attacking his values. I just think we, it became clear that we were very, very different people. And it's hard when you go from being in this relationship, we were long distance, which also made us move a little bit more quickly to want to be more in the same place. We were about an hour apart um, and not able to see each other as much as we wanted with work schedules and all of those other things. So this seems like a good, um, a good step in the right direction. And truth be told, it was. Um, I have zero regrets about it. I think these are, there are things that you don't know about someone until you live with them and spend that much time with them. And sometimes mm -hmm. those things are great and wonderful surprises. And sometimes they shine a light on some incompatibilities that you might not have known otherwise. So I'm a big fan. And I actually do think a lesson I've learned from this relationship is that I would want to live with someone prior to getting married, if not engaged. Mm. Like, I, I definitely still want a serious commitment, but I think this has definitely shown me that I do believe I need to really live with someone and hone in and make sure. And, and I think, you know, Gabby, too, part of it is dating a little late, not later in life. I'm not old by any stretch, but when I've been, you know, when I've spent the majority of my adult life being single and definitely not living with anyone. And I hadn't lived with anyone since college. Um, you do get a little bit less flexible, I think. And so yeah. I really tried to keep that in mind as, um, as we were entering into this live-in experiment, I'll call it, and tried to be a bit more flexible. Um, and I think I somewhat succeeded and there were other things I struggled mm -hmm. with. And um, yeah, so that's, uh, again, because I don't want any of this to sound like I'm talking negatively about someone. It really just wasn't a fit. Um, and and that's the sad part. And so I, I guess the other lesson learned, and I'm rambling, and then I want to hear about your experiences too. But uh -huh. um, I think it's so important, especially for those listeners of ours that are single, because I know we have a mix. Um, getting in a relationship is not a finish line getting someone to agree to be your boyfriend or girlfriend, which means you're exclusive and being exclusive means you are boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, however, whatever word you, terminology you want to use, that is not a finish line. There is never a finish line. And so that doesn't mean you can't get comfortable around someone and relax and loosen up and be more vulnerable and show more of yourself. But relationships will always require work. They will mm -hmm. always require communication they will be wonderful and magical, but you have to put that effort in uh, to keep it going. It's not a, it's, 
even at the age you're at, it's not a guaranteed you're going to get a ring and a baby and whatever those other things that you want, just because they say, yes, we, we're going to be in a relationship. You still have to date each other. Even after you're mm. married, you still have to date each other. Um, and I think I always knew that, but this was a real big exclamation point on that lesson for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm sorry that you're going through that. Breakups suck no matter what, no matter what cons like happened in the relationship, no matter how it ended, they always suck. It always is sad. It's always hurtful because the bottom line is you did care about that person, some capacity. So, so it is tough. Um, but I also admire you for not trying to make something work that wasn't going to work. Um, I think that you were really honest with yourself about what type of lifestyle you wanted to live and you weren't willing to negotiate your lifestyle based on certain things that were really important to you. And I think that's really important when it comes to actually finding your person who is going to you know, be your partner in life. Um, so I think it's really awesome how independent you are and strong and how true to yourself you are. And so this sucks right now, but I am happy to hear that you don't regret it. And that's something I want to stress too. Like I'm sure many of us, if not all of us who are listening to this podcast has been through a terrible heartbreak and I just don't ever want anyone to regret the time that they spent with somebody because so much can be learned. Even a couple episodes ago when we were talking about my one very long-term relationship I had ended absolutely terribly. And I spent a lot of my life with that person during my developmental years. I don't regret that time that I did. And I learned so much from that. And looking back on that, it really truly has laid the groundwork for the type of person I've become now almost 30. So I do think everybody should be grateful for every relationship experience they have, whether it's short term or long term, there's a lesson to be learned. Through Absolutely. And I think, you know, and I will put aside other more like violent and terrible things. Obviously, you're never going to be thankful for that. And if you, and if you are going through something like that, um, and need assistance, please reach out to us. Um, not because we're experts, but we can certainly help you connect with people who are. But when it's a relationship that just ends naturally because you either aren't a fit or, um, you know, it, it doesn't work, whatever the, the reason behind it is, um, I always lean back on, I don't even remember the first place that I heard this, but um, that people will come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And you don't always know what that is until later. And there are lessons to be learned from every relationship. You know, I think um, I went into this relationship really with the intention of being more communicative about my needs. And I think I did a good job of that in the beginning, but where my brain fell back into some old, more people pleasing habits was when the, the move in piece happened. And, and in my head, kind of like I was talking about that finish line, it's not that that was a finish line, but okay, like this is this next step and let me bend. Or, you know, if, if that person has a bad day, let, you know, maybe I, I change how I am a little bit. And, and of course you adjust in every relationship, there's ebbs and flows, but I think I got to a point where I started 
not wanting to address things to your point, Gabby, just, you know, not, um, I don't want to say not comfortable, but sort of walking on eggshells or tiptoeing around certain issues. Um, and I think part of that was because I knew that deep down those conversations would probably lead to the place where I would discover that this is, is not the person. And, you know, there were some behavior changes or things that were talked about differently, um, on their end after we moved in together. And again, I, I'm not placing blame. There's equal things to be laid at the feet of both parties in, in any situation. Um, there's like, you know, each person's truth and then what actually happened somewhere in the middle. Um, but from my perspective, that's kind of how that went. And, and you have to speak up when those things happen, you have to be able to communicate because the thing you're going to you will feel better about getting it out into the open and not holding that on. And however that other person in the relationship responds to whatever it is you're bringing up will be very telling about the type of partner they will be long-term. And I think that's a, another big lesson is to not be afraid to communicate. And we've already sort of talked about that earlier in the episode, but if you hold those things back, they're, they're going to pop up one way or another. It's, um, I, I always love to bring in quotes, but like Oprah has that quote about like the universe will try to tell you something at first it'll be like a soft whisper and then it'll like get a little louder. And by the end, if you still haven't learned the lesson, the universe is going to like throw a brick through your window. And <laughs> and it's true. Like those yeah. things will find their way that, you know, it, it will always bubble up one way or another. So it's better to communicate even when it's hard, even when you don't want to, or, it, you know, the easy way out is sometimes to keep that in, but you that will never result in a good thing. Yeah, totally. I, I, I totally agree. That's become one of my biggest priorities too, when I'm looking for a partner and, and on, you know, the initial dates is how easy the person is to talk to you about weird or uncomfortable or awkward things yeah. um, and how they respond to me and what kind of respect they give to me when I bring up a certain topic or conversation very important to me because too, you know, when we're dating for a long-term relationship and hoping that it leads to marriage and a family, if those are your goals, how you communicate with your partner is very much going to translate into how they communicate with your children, how your children see the two of you communicate. So you have to really be careful about, you know, what you're willing to deal with and um, what kind of communication strategy that you employ in your relationship for sure. I could not agree more. And I think that's like a, a really big piece of it. And, and even the living together piece is as an experimenter, or at least spending significant amounts of time cohabitating. If you choose not to live with someone, you know, before you take that larger step, I, I totally get everyone has a, a different level of comfort with that. But you know, really assessing, especially for those of us, and I feel like we have so many listeners who are um, just badasses in their career and they want so much out of life. And you really have to do some assessment um, beyond just like, oh, they're fun and we have a good time together. If for long-term potential, how will this person be as a partner, male or female? This is, uh, men have to ask themselves the same question, especially right. if you want a family. How, you know, how do you operate? How do you solve problems together? Um, do you have the same level? And not everyone is the same level of clean you know, or things like that, but being able to know that, you know, I might want something a certain way and you might not care, but 
you'll do it my way because you care about me. And there's going to be something else that I could get care less about, but that is really meaningful to you. Maybe it's how you fold your shirts or it's, um, you know, I have a friends who, um, one of the things that they kind of had it out on early in their living together was like, which way the coffee mugs faced. Oh my like, God. <laughs> yeah. And I really loved this, this idea. And they, they're both attorneys. Um, and they talked early on, they were, I think they were in, still in law school when they first lived together, but about protocol, <clears throat> they developed protocols. And I was like, well, that is such a lawyerly thing right. to, to do, but I love the concept. And I think that's something that I will keep in the back of my mind for the, the, next time I, I enter into a relationship and a cohabitation situation is like, what are the protocols? Like, and it's exactly that, you know, I, if I could give two craps about what way the coffee mug handles go, I will do it. If it really means that much to you. <laughs> toilet paper, that's a big one for me. Like I need the toilet paper to be put on the thing a certain way. If it doesn't, it drives me bonkers. <laughs> so can you okay, just that's do good it my to way? Know. Yeah. It's just like, can <laughs> just we do, do it? it? Yeah, totally. It's all about compromise, you know, and Totally. So Becky, now that you have laid it all on the table, are you ready to date again? When, oh. what does your, what does the prognosis look like? Girl, get me out there. You were going to set me up with someone. We were just a little <laughs> too late. We missed the I window. Know. <laughs> I know. Okay. You guys heard it first. Becky's well, on the market. It's true. I am. I'm ready to date. I actually am. I've decided not to go immediately back on apps. Um, I've been working with a lot of my clients on offline dating challenges and um, working up some courage and vulnerability to reach out to friends and ask to be set up with people um, in their network, like who are in, you know, if, if there's a relationship that you admire that you really like hanging out with, um, mm -hmm. let's work together on approaching to see if you could, you know, it doesn't have to be hard Say, Hey, I, I really like you guys. And I admire your relationship. If you have friends, you know, that are single that you know of, um, I would, you know, I'd love to meet them. No pressure. And so that's something that, uh, that I'm, I'm working on. Uh, there's a few people listening right now. I think that I've already approached this with, and, you know, I think they already knew I meant business, but, but here we are. So yeah. I mean, business. That's <laughs> it. Summertime. Right. Let's get weird. Hot girl summer. Hot girl summer. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, well, that was a great episode and I felt, I don't know about you, but it felt therapeutic for me. Oh, and I, I uh, feel like a lot of people can relate to everything uh, that we talked about and breakups are hard and you'll get through it. And you know, if, if, you know, if you break up, you come to May 21st, we'll follow event and then we'll set you up with somebody. You get her done. And I think, um, you know, actually one of those same friends that I was talking about said something really powerful to me. Um, over text when I had first shared that I, I didn't think this was going in a, a good direction. And she said, you know, breakups are not a moral failing and they're not mm. it, break it. This breakup was no one's fault. We both did things that weren't great. We left things unaddressed that maybe we could have addressed earlier, but I think ultimately would have come to this same conclusion. Right. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. And it doesn't oh. make you or them a bad person. Um, and so if you are out there going through the same thing, like it, it is, it's, it's helpful to share it. I think the more vulnerable we are, um, because there is some shame. We, we lived in a house together. I bought property. Like that's a, a big thing. And then for it to go awry relatively quickly, you know, it's, 
it's a little embarrassing. I, I won't lie, but to say it out loud, to know that there are other people out there who have made mistakes, um, not mis- you know, made choices that they learned from. I won't call it a mistake mm-hmm. because I think I've ended up right exactly where I'm supposed to be, but it's okay, I guess, is the message I want to send. And if there's listeners out there that want to share their story, um, we would love to have you on the podcast. We can protect your anonymity if you don't want to say who you are um, or be on camera for the YouTube side of it. But, um, you know, I think it's important that we talk about this stuff because we all go through it. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody goes through heartbreak. One of the woes of life. Also, can I just say how impressed I am that you said anonymity so quickly? Like you didn't, have to, you didn't even have to think about it. Like I can say it, but like I have to prepare myself. Okay? In ten seconds, you're gonna say anonymity. Now more, I can't even say it. The more you think about it, the harder it's getting for you to say, yes. and that is funny. Yes, I'm impressed. Wow. Wow. Okay. It's that oh, acting, no. it's that acting uh, teacher training that I got way back in high school. I feel like I just, you know, an anemone. An anemone. <laughs> you sound okay. like you're saying anemone, like the, the I know, like a sea anemone. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But yes, thank you all for tuning in. We will be back next week. Mark your calendars, May 21st. It's going to be a party. Can't wait to see all awesome. of you guys again. Like us, follow us, review us on all the things on Instagram. We are at micropolitan underscore matchmakers. I'll have all of that information so you can follow us in the show notes. If you have an idea for a podcast, if you want to be a guest, if you have questions you'd like us to answer, we really do want to start that segment on the pod as well. So feel free to write in. Um, we won't totally rip off the ask a matchmaker from, you know, our, our fave matchmaker, Maria, but we'll, we'll think of a clever, you know, dear matchmakers, something segment for that. Um, and we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye everybody. Bye.